Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. The Bible said, but upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness, and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. And the house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau for stubble, and they shall kindle in them, and devour them, and there shall not be remaining of the house of Esau. There shall not any be remaining, there shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken. Now, so the Bible is speaking about a contest, and... Um, Every one of us should realize that you are in a contest. So, if you are in the family, you are in a kind of a contest with the world. If you are in the church, you are in a contest with the world. If you are in an institution, you are in a contest with the world. You are in the community, you are in a contest with the world. At every time, you and I are in contest with the world. That is why the Bible said that you have overcome them, little children, because greater is he that is in you than he that is the world. So we are constantly in a contest, constantly fighting something. And the contest we have with the world is similar to the contest that the house of Jacob and the house of Esau had with each other. Now you will remember that Esau and Jacob were brothers, so these were family members. So it's like they, they came from the same family tree. Um, Isaac was the father of the descendants of Jacob and the descendants of Esau. But here they are in a contest. You know, sometimes people get disturbed and they are like, um, why do people teach on spiritual warfare and they make it look like people's family members are enemies? And they, they say, why are you trying to create the impression that there's witchcraft in somebody's house or there's witchcraft in a community or there's witchcraft in a neighborhood or there's witchcraft even in a nation and there's sorcery one against another, even at places of work. The truth is, in this scripture, they are relatives. And when Jesus came to the earth, he said, don't think that I came to bring peace, but I came to bring sword. A man shall be at variance against his father, and a woman shall be at variance against the mother. So, and a man's foes shall be they of his own household. So, contest and fighting and 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 and, and competition and warfare is a natural part of your life. You will have to brace yourself for it. That life is just war from the day you were born up to the day you die. I was reading a story that a young lady, she lost her life when she was going to give birth to a child. Now, every woman normally is praying to God, Lord, I want a child. Lord, I want a baby. Some in the process of even going to give birth to the child, they die. So, even childbearing, which people consider to be a blessing, they, some die in the process. There are people dying in an exam, exam room. Some go to a party. I'm talking about the party, eating and drinking and dancing, and some die right there. So life is a battle. And, and so life is just a battle, and you have to just get ready. The only thing is that every battle that the Christian fights has got only one outcome, and the outcome is that you are the winner. 
So the Bible said that you are more than a conqueror. So it doesn't matter what is coming against you, principalities and powers at the personal level, family level, community level, national level, continental level, universal level. You are always the winner. And I came to declare to somebody today that what you are fighting now, what you are dealing with now, I declare you by unanimous verdict, you are the winner. And if you can clap your hands, you are really the winner. You are really the winner. If you can clap your hands, you are really the winner. So the Bible said that the house of Jacob shall, let me start from the verse number 17, that but upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance. Now, that doesn't mean that deliverance will be taking place on Mount Zion. No, what this scripture means is that upon Mount Zion, the remnant shall be there. So, the remnant, the people that survived, the people that didn't die, the people that were not destroyed in captivity, and the people that did not remain in captivity will return from the captivity and they will find themselves in Mount Zion. So, actually, this thing, you should have read it as, upon Mount Zion, there shall be the delivered or the remnant or the remaining or the seed that were not destroyed. There is a war that is going on right now, and it is the war of the corona. And I came to declare to somebody this morning, you will be one of the remnant. And in Ghana, there shall be the delivered, there shall be the remnant. In Ghana, there shall be the redeemed, and you are one of the redeemed, and let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord shout so. Let the redeemed of the Lord clap their hands so. Let the redeemed of the Lord give God praise so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and the Bible said there shall be holiness. And this is another one people get wrong. They, they think holiness as in you don't drink, holiness as in you don't fornicate, holiness as in you don't lie. No, this thing is saying that upon Mount Zion, the remnant shall be there and there shall be a temple of holiness, a temple of righteousness, and the redeemed shall be there to worship. You know, the, the, the thing about the Bible is sometimes you are reading the Bible and what you are seeing, that is not what it is saying. And that's because the Bible was not written in the English language. The Bible was written in other languages, some of it in Aramaic, you, you trace some of it, you go to Hebrew background, you trace some of it, you go to Aramaic, you trace even some of them and you will find the background in Arabic, like the word Elimas, it's actually from Arabic background that found itself in Greek and then you and I have the English which we use and sometimes you really don't understand the words you are using. So upon Mount Zion, the remnant shall be there and then holiness will be there and the house of Jacob shall possess their possessions. And the Bible goes to the verse number 18 which is my main verse and says, and the house of Jacob shall be a fire. When I was reading this scripture, I, I just got to the house of Jacob shall be a fire and the house of Joseph a flame. But the house of Esau shall be a stubble. Can I prophesy to you right now? All your enemies are like stubble. You are a fire. You will consume them. You will devour them. They will not be able to stand before you. Your loudest shout will precipitate your victory. In the name of Jesus. The house of Esau shall be like stubble. 
As a matter of fact, they have started going down and they can only go down until they are destroyed. He said, and the house of Jacob shall be a fire and the house of Joseph shall be like a flame, but the house of Esau shall be like stubble. He said, you will devour them. You will consume them. You will devour them. And then watch this. There shall none of them remain because the Lord has spoken it. And if the Lord has spoken it, then it shall come to pass. But I read just the first line of the verse number 18. And he said, and the house of Jacob shall be a fire. Then I stopped. I said, how do you become a fire? Now, so when they say the house of Jacob shall be a fire. And the house of Joseph shall be a flame. You want to ask yourself, how do I become a fire? Because you know what? There is somebody you must look at. And you must order your life accordingly. I, I like the way people normally hide behind Abraham and some hide behind Jacob and some hide behind Isaac and some hide behind Solomon and some hide behind Samson. And the reason why you are hiding behind all these people is because they are ghosts. Somebody say they are ghosts. Come on, say it again. These people are ghosts. Abraham is a ghost. I know some of you have been talking to Abraham. Abraham, help me. He's a ghost. I want to live. I want to be like Peter. Peter is dead. So do you want to die? I, I want to be like James. Listen to me. There are people today. That is what they told the rich man in heaven, in hell. They said Moses and the other prophets are there. Listen to them. Listen to them. There are preachers today. Listen to them. Stop hiding behind Jacob. Oh yeah, you know, we believe in the people like Jacob in the Bible. As for these men of God today, we don't believe in them. Jacob had two wives. No, how many did he have? More than two. How many were they? Pastor John? Four or five? Four or yeah, five. So you want to be like Jacob? Oh, as for me, I really want to be like Abraham. Really? Are you telling me that if your pastor was like Abraham, you go to his church? I know you are just looking at me. No, if your pastor was like Abraham, goes to take his housemaid, produce a child, you still be sitting in the church. Produce Ishmael. And after that, go for another woman. And then if your pastor was Abraham, and he gets up and gathers his goods, and he says, we are going to a country, Whose builder and maker is God? We are looking for a country. Oh yeah, let's go. Then you read Pusiga. King Hali. Turn around, now go to Po. Then he's roaming around. You say, where are you going? He said, God said I should leave my father's house. Now, listen, this church has got address. It's a building. Even that one, you don't come. So is it Abraham you will follow? tend to somebody sometimes you remind me of a hypocrite you remind listen there are many of us here there's no way you would have followed any of these bible characters abraham grab isaac's hand atanga that was abraham's that was isaac's local name atanga atanga wanted to tell come let's go i'm going to sacrifice you the following day, you will be all over the town. My own father was trying to kill me. Can you imagine that? Now, so, 
He said that, how do you become a fire? And I, I looked at the way my mother used to produce fire. I looked at the way my mother used to produce fire. And I said, that was one method. Then sometimes if she wanted the fire, she took charcoal, put it in a cold pot. That was a higher way. That, that was the improved, the, a more excellent and a better way. And she will put kerosene on the charcoal, light match, bam, and the fire begins to flow. The time we started using, um, what is the name? Gas. I'm like, whoa, this is better. Then there's electricity. And you produce your fire. But how can you become a spiritual fire? Number one, by prophecy. Prophecy is one of the things that can put fire in you. Don't quench prophecy. When you sit down and hear that say the Lord, it puts fire in you. Listen to me. If you don't have a that says the Lord, you can never be on fire. So I came today to tell you that God is saying that saith the Lord. And Pastor Mike, God used him last week to say you have the spirit of Jehu and the hand of God is upon you to describe, to defeat every witchcraft in your family and in your community. That saith the Lord. So Paul is writing to Timothy and Paul tells Timothy, Son Timothy, this charge do I commit unto you. I commit a charge to you. According to the prophecies that went on before on you, that you, through these prophecies, might wage a good warfare. In other words, Timothy, your ability to fight this war depends on your prophecy. Your ability to win the war depends on your prophecy. He's saying that the power of this prophecy to come into fulfillment depends on the prophecy. Get your prophecy. Get get your fire through prophecy. Come on. Somebody say, my fire is through prophecy. This charge I commit unto thee. Son Timothy, according to the prophecies that went on before you, that you, through the prophecies, might wage a good warfare. Now, so when you receive a prophecy, like maybe you are 21 years old, 22 years, and God tells you, go to Bogatanga and stay there all your life. It's a prophecy. You will carry the fire all your life because you've got a prophecy. So the first thing that gives you that fire is prophecy. Second thing that gives you fire is prayer. The Bible said in the book of Ephesians, he said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And the verse number 18 says, Praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Praying with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. So prayer is the thing that will give you fire. And that is why every prayer meeting you want to be there. When we are doing a church service, if the service is at 8 o'clock, you must be there for prayer. I notice that many people miss the prayer time and they come during the word. Some even miss the word and they come only for the ministration. And then they turn around and say, oh, we don't pray in the church. We don't pray in the church. The trouble is at the time of the prayer, you were in your house. You can never have a 
powerful spiritual life without prayer listen to me people if you don't pray your fire will quench if you don't pray your fire will quench if you are not prayerful your fire will quench so praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit so the first thing to have your fire is number one prophecy number two prayer number three power the bible said in the book of acts chapter one verse number eight but you shall receive power after that the holy ghost is come upon you and you shall be my witnesses in jerusalem in all judea in samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth so god is saying when you receive the power then you will be my witness the christian faith is not something you can do without the power of the holy ghost so he said you will receive power and when you receive the power then you will be my witnesses i promise on somebody's life today may God open the windows of heaven and pour down his spirit upon you receive the anointing to do what God has called you to do receive the power of the Holy Ghost upon you to do what God has called you to do can I hear the loudest shout in the building even as you receive power to do what God wants you to do in the name of Jesus prophecy prayer power prudence prudence is a very important thing when we talk about prudence we are talking about the combination of wisdom knowledge sagacity wisdom all of them are fire many people don't see wisdom as a fire thing they don't see prudence as a fire thing listen to me people some of the most successful people in our world did not use prayer they did not use prophecy they did not even use holiness all they needed was wisdom the thing that solomon used to become very popular and famous and the kingdom of israel just spread like that was wisdom the bible said by that demonstration of wisdom the glory of solomon traveled to all the world and the queen of sheba came and said i have heard of all your wisdom but listen boy the half of it was not told me how was that wisdom manifested they saw that wisdom through the they, they saw that fire and that influence through the wisdom of the man of god i'm praying that god will give you wisdom above the wisdom of your 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 your, your enemies the bible said the children of this world are in their own generation wiser than the children of light the reason the world is devouring us and the reason the world is consuming us and the reason the world is overcoming us is because of our lack of wisdom and our lack of knowledge and our lack of prudence they are far wiser than us the children of this world are wiser than the children of the church and the children of the kingdom and when they are wiser than us they consume us listen to me anybody who is smarter than you anybody who is wiser than you anybody who is more intelligent than you will consume you with time and that is why you go to your place of work and you are the laborer but they are the managing director in the office you are the errand boy and they are the ceo of the company you know what you are prayerful but they send you and you go prayerfully you are prayerful but you pray to get money to rent the house of somebody who is not prayerful but is wiser than you am i talking you have the power of the holy ghost 
but you pay lorry fare to an occultist in order to sit in their car and travel. Why? The occultist is wiser than you. So today, may God take your wisdom to another level. Wisdom is a fire. Wisdom can give you fire. Receive the wisdom that will set you on fire. Anybody that stood up, the blessing of God came upon you. There is some word you cannot receive sitting. There is some word you cannot receive sitting. Especially if you understand English language. Wisdom. You see all the people in the world who sing songs. It's not voice. Some of them don't have voice. It's just wisdom. <clears throat> wisdom. See the people that look great, big. It's just wisdom. It's wisdom. May you receive wisdom. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. Wisdom, 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 wisdom. What is beating us, wifey, is the wisdom. Proverbs 8, 12. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. That means wisdom does not dwell with foolishness. <laughs> I have never seen a house and wisdom and foolishness are next door neighbor. Or they are in the same house. No, he said, my name is wisdom and I dwell with prudence oh Yehovah. next time you get a daughter call her prudence i wisdom i dwell with prudence and i find out knowledge for witty inventions i wisdom i dwell with prudence and i find knowledge for witty inventions in other words i dwell with wisdom two i dwell with prudence Two of us come out, and when we come out, we are looking for somebody called knowledge. Oh, Jesus. Whenever you leave your house, who are you looking for? Foolish man under a tree. Foolish woman under a tree. You come out to look for your type. If you dwell with prudence, and you come out of your house, you will be looking for somebody called knowledge. And when wisdom and prudence and knowledge combine they achieve something called witty inventions. They create things. They, they, they perform things. As a matter of fact, the word witty intention, inventions actually means discretion. So, wisdom plus prudence plus knowledge is equal to discretion. And with the discretion, they are able to find solution to complex problems complex challenges i pray in the name of jesus when it comes to wisdom and prudence may you be second to none so how do i get how do i be on fire how, how do i become a fire and consume people around me number one prophecy number two prayer number three power number four prudence and number five prosperity prosperity Ah, clap your hands, your prosperity. Clap your hands, your prosperity. Clap your hands, your prosperity. You know, you know, listen. You know why the world is always against us when we mention the word prosperity? As soon as we use the word prosperity, the unbelievers get very angry. 
And then when they are talking about the pastors, uh, hey, and these pastors, and they preach prosperity. And some of you to sit, sit in the church, we, uh, we want messages on holiness, and messages on prayer, and messages on power, and casting out devils. And these pastors are talking about prosperity. Let me tell you people, without prosperity, your fire will quench. Listen to me. We, without prosperity, we cannot spread. Without prosperity, we cannot spread. The Bible said in the book of Zechariah, chapter 1 and the verse number 17, he said, cry yet, saying, cry, 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 prophet, cry, prophet, don't whisper this one, prophet, don't say it, prosper, prophet, don't just talk about it, prophet, don't just suggest it, prophet, this is what I'm about to tell you, cry out, cry out. Be loud, shout, pound it. You know why you should cry? Cry because people are so religious, it will take them time to understand. Cry because the people are so used to their poverty and their depraved way of life. So you must cry. You must cry. The crying is like hammer it. The cry is like beat your people to understand it. The cry is like shout. The cry is like behave like a madman. The cry is like talk about it in the morning. Talk about it in the afternoon. Talk about it in the night. Cry is like pound it until every tradition in them will surrender to what I'm about to talk about. Cry out. Cry yet. Cry yet. You, you, now, you spoke yesterday, but cry yet. You spoke last week, but cry yet. You spoke last month, but cry yet. You spoke last year, but cry yet. He's saying that this thing you are about to say, if you don't cry, they will not hear. If you don't shout, they will not hear. If you don't pound it, they will not hear. If you don't repeat it, they will not hear. If you don't scream it, they will not hear. Cry! Yet! What is crying? It's not somebody's going to die. What is crying about? It's not somebody's about to go to hell. What is crying about? It's not witches about to kill somebody. He said, cry yet, cry yet, cry yet. And the cry yet, what is he going to cry about? What is he crying about? And I noticed that what he's crying about is not get up and pray, get up and sing, get up and dance. What he's crying about is not, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> What is he crying about? And I noticed that he's not saying, cry, cry and say, God is good. Cry and say, his message endure forever. He said, cry yet, cry yet, cry yet, and say, cry yet, saying, cry yet, saying, cry yet, saying, that saith the Lord, that saith the Lord. And what is the Lord saying? My cities through prosperity shall yet be spread abroad. Tell my people without prosperity, their fire cannot burn. Tell my people without prosperity, they cannot achieve anything. Tell my people without prosperity, they cannot break them. Listen. Listen to me. If we don't get the necessary prosperity into the church, we will perish. 
We don't get the necessary prosperity into the kingdom. We cannot spread. And I pray right now, my cities shall yet be spread through prosperity. My cities will be spread abroad. And he said, and the Lord shall yet comfort Zion. Listen to me. There is some comfort you will never receive without prosperity. Listen. What you are going through now. What you are going through now. I like the fact that you are praying. I like the fact that you are singing. I like the fact that you are holy. But to tell you the truth, without prosperity, you cannot be comforted. You cannot be comforted. May the Lord give you prosperity. I said, may God give you prosperity. I said, may God give you prosperity. And he said, and the Lord shall yet comfort Zion. And the Lord shall yet choose Jerusalem. Listen to me. Without prosperity, it's difficult for you to be the chosen one. obvious choice that is why when you are going for an interview there is a way you dress those of you who went to chase a girl to marry and you went on bicycle don't you see the answer you received was different from when you had a motorcycle and then when you got a car it changed Am I talking to somebody? At all? And the Lord shall yet choose Jerusalem. So, five things that will make you a fire. Prophecy. Prayer. Power. Prudence. Prosperity. And let me end like this. That the church is empowered by the consuming and confronting fire of the Holy Ghost to take territories for God and to spread the kingdom. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com. God bless you richly.